Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series brought to you by the American Academy of Optometry Foundation. The topic for today's episode is referral patterns for infantile cataracts in two regions of the United States. I'd like to thank our host and topical editor today, Dr. Ruth Hyatt, and our topical expert, Dr. Sandra Wang-Harris. And now it's my pleasure to begin the broadcast. Welcome to the Clinical Podcast Series. I'm Ruth Hyatt, a fellow and diplomate of the Academy. This episode will explore infantile cataract referral patterns in the U.S. Our topical expert is Sandra Wang-Harris, a fellow and diplomate of the Academy. Hi, Sandra. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, Ruth. Um, sure. I'm, my name is Sandra Wong-Harris, and I'm currently uh, living and posted in Almaty, Kazakhstan. I am a public health optometrist, and I focus currently on pediatric eye care, as well as um, accessibility to health. My full-time job is um, I am a full-time lecturer at the College of Micronesia, which is on the other side of the world, um, a Pacific island. And um, I work as a public health lecturer and uh, lecturing student in epidemiology, in research methodology, um, as well as uh, outbreak investigations. So my um, I'm a little bit, I do a little bit of everything and optometry is my first love. Um, currently I'm working with the local ophthalmologist here in trying to um, increase the availability of pediatric care as it is a population that is not taken care of very well in post-Soviet countries. Um, and we are working towards um, making sure we're seeing patients from the ages of six to nine in schools, especially in rural areas of Kazakhstan. Um, so I'm really excited to be here today and talking about infantile cataracts. All right, well said. So let's have a look at that paper. So uh, referral patterns for infantile cataracts in two regions of the United States was published in January 22, 2022 by Wang and colleagues. So they found that referral patterns for children zero to one years old with congenital cataracts at two tertiary care centers in different regions of the country, so Stanford and Emory, uh, showed half of those infants were initially referred by their primary care provider to an eye provider who did not perform cataract surgery. So um, why do you think that so many kids were just referred to the wrong doctor? Yeah, that was a, an, an interesting uh, finding um, because when I first read it, my first thought is it wasn't necessarily the wrong quote unquote doctor um, because as a primary care doctor, since I work with a lot of primary care doctors, they really don't know the difference between a surgeon versus a non-surgical um, ophthalmologist. In fact, the ophthalmologists where I live now, most of them are non-surgical. Um, and so you wouldn't, one wouldn't necessarily know as a primary care doctor 
um, which ones were surgical and which ones were not. Um, so I think that's one of the reasons. And the other reason is that um, a lot of them needed to have um, a secondary opinion on the diagnosis. Um, due to diagnostic problems, um, being able to screen with red reflex and those kind of things with um, the general doctors, general practitioners tend to use red reflex and uh, techniques, older techniques. They see something, they don't know what it is. And so they're going to not send it automatically to a tertiary cataract surgeon. They're going to send it to someone they know, someone down the street, um, an ophthalmologist or a pediatric ophthalmologist they know of. And then from there on, that, that would be the referral pattern. So it didn't strike me as something unusual or quote unquote wrong. Um, however, in this paper, what was interesting was the, because of these, um, the sequence of events, these children had delayed cataract um, evaluations by the actual final pediatric surgeon. And that was the issue in this case. What can be done to expedite the referral process and get the infants to the pediatric cataract surgeon before age six weeks? Okay, so this is a difficult question to answer because every country is a bit different. Um, in the United States, I think the key to expedited referrals is direct communication um, between the general practitioner as well as the pediatric ophthalmic surgeon. So that's one of the main things is a direct communication. A lot of these cases where this child was delayed was because of the sequence of the referral process. So the majority of these kids that were seen after six weeks saw the pediatrician or the general practitioner, then saw a regular pediatric ophthalmologist, and from there was referred to the pediatric cataract surgeon who may or may not have an opening to see this child for another three months sometimes. So that is a big, big problem. And as we know, um, it is essential for the best visual outcome for these children to have cataracts removed um, as soon as possible before the three month mark so that that child has the best access to visual stimulation and development of the eye. So how do we get the kid from the parents or from the house to the pediatric cataract surgeon? We gotta get rid of the middleman for one thing. And by doing that is better communication so that the, we have to um, let the general practitioners know which surgeons um, do cataract surgery on children, which is a very specialized surgery or which pediatric ophthalmologists do not. So the majority of pediatric ophthalmologists actually do not do pediatric cataract surgery. Um, there was, a, in this article, they did a uh, survey and found that, um, an anonymous survey, and they found the majority of pediatric ophthalmologists in the Palo Alto area and the Atlanta area of Emory University, that they actually do not do infantile cataract surgery. So if I was just a um, general practitioner or a pediatrician seeing my typical day of 40 kids, I might not have the time to say, okay, I got to send it to a pediatric cataract surgeon. I would just say, okay, just send it to Dr. Pediatric Ophthalmologist. Whereas just five minutes by getting on the phone and asking 
if whether or not the pediatric ophthalmologist actually does perform infantile cataract surgery would eliminate one or two weeks, sometimes even three weeks of a delay on these babies. So that is going to be one of the keys. Um, the other key um, would be to really um, educate the parents. Um, so I was really impressed in this article that more than up to 50%, more than 45% of um, these infantile cataracts were actually directly uh, initiated. The referral was initiated by the parent. The referral was yes. not initiated by the neonatal staff at the hospital or just some other person. It was actually initiated by the parent and the caregiver. So it is really critical that parents know what to be looking for in the first few weeks of life while the mother is breastfeeding or the mother's feeding the child and watching their eyes. It's super important that the child is aware of these eye movements and to be looking at uh, signs of any type of problems such as, you know, a reflex or non-visual cues. Um, parents can be very, very attuned to their child during these uh, first few weeks, and that's essential. So what would the parent do? The parent would probably call the pediatrician, or if the parents knew something was going on, the, the parents might refer directly to a, refer themselves directly to a pediatric ophthalmologist, and that would bypass the middleman, one of the middlemen, anyhow, and decrease the time. Um, another issue about decreasing the time would be our insurance. Um, a lot of our insurances require that we do go through a gatekeeper. Uh, our HMOs and stuff, we do have to go through a gatekeeper. And, and I, I get that. I understand that. And I understand that that's necessary in our um, healthcare system in the United States. But even if we do go through a gatekeeper and they go through a primary care physician of some sort, it needs to be directly sent to someone who does surgery and not to another secondary op, um, evaluator. Um, so one note about this article, which I found interesting, Ruth, I'm not sure if you saw this um, interesting fact, but optometrists, thankfully, in this case, thankfully, were not in the sequence of events in, in these cases. Only 2% had um, the middleman as the optometrist, because as far as I know, I don't know of any optometrists that do pediatric infantile cataract surgery yet in the United States. So it's really good that they actually bypassed the optometrist um, and went directly to uh, a, specialized, uh, a specialized surgeon. So um, those are the, my two recommendations basically is to, um, to have direct communication with the surgeon and also to let the parents and caregivers know for the signs of, uh, of infantile, any type of visual disturbances early on in the age. Yeah, those are great points. And I, I thought it was remarkable too, the, the um, percentages that parents were the primary source of referral that was pretty remarkable. Mm -hmm. Um, why do you think treatment patterns are so different between, you know, the U.S. and the U.K. versus other countries or even between the U.S. and the U.K., for example? Okay. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, <clears throat> in my personal opinion, is our social, the social system in the U.K. So the NHS, you have to be referred by your primary care physician. So typically you can get into a primary care physician pretty quickly, um, very impressive how well that's set up for you to get into primary care physician. 
in the UK. However, to get into a tertiary or to a surgical spot is a little bit more difficult, especially when you are new to the system as a newborn baby. Um, there's going to be a little bit more of a time lag there. But I was still impressed because the numbers there um, were still pretty good. In the UK, okay, so in the US, a study had 62% of the children had surgery before the age of three months. You can look at it as the glass half full or the glass half empty. 62% is a glass half full. I mean, 62% full. And that's actually very good because 62% of those kids will actually have a chance to have a good visual outcome. Um, so what about the rest, the, the 38% that did not have it in the US? But the UK, only 33 to 45% has surgery before the three months of age. So they are almost, almost half of what the US so, um, and the reason for that is truly, there's just not a lot of pediatric cataract surgeons. It's a very specialized um, a field. And the children have to go through the system. It's mandatory for them to go through the NHS system. And then they have to get in the surgical weight log, the backlog. Now, um, I can't speak for the UK specifically, but I can say that if, again, if direct communication is not there with the referring physician in the NHS system saying, look, um, Sally or Harry needs to get be seen by second in two weeks. They might say, well, that's impossible because our one and only surgeon in this area is not available for one month or he might be on leave for one month. Um, he might be on, um, on vacation or, but then in the UK, the nice thing is you can go to another city or you can go into one of the major um, cities. And uh, so that, that is, so the numbers are pretty good. I'm, I'm still very impressed with the UK numbers. I'm even more impressed with the US numbers. I had no idea we had that many kids getting in for care that quickly. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Well, Sandra, I appreciate your insight and thank you for your commentary. And I wanted to uh, thank everyone for listening to this episode of the clinical podcast series. And a special thanks to Cooper Vision for their educational grant to make it all happen. 